Hey everybody, how are you? I hope you all are doing well. Welcome back. So we are actually on part two of the Becoming Who You Are in Christ book. See that? Mm-hmm. And where we'll be discussing the three keys of confidence. So last week, no, sorry it wasn't last week, a couple weeks ago we did part one, which was discovering your value. And I talked about how our value is not wrapped up in all of our accolades or our beauty standards. It really should be wrapped up in God because he's the one that gives us value because he has value. So, but this is, this time we're talking about um, the true confidence. If you miss part one, go back and uh, look at it and I'll link it and I'll link it for you. So anyway, part two. So part two starts off by talking about Madonna, uh, Marilyn Monroe, and Lady Gaga, and how these three women evoke just intense and strong images in people's minds. I think anyone who knows these women can think of an instance or something immediately when you hear their names. Like for me with Lady Gaga, I instantly think of her wearing a meat dress. With Madonna, I think of, was it Vogue? And then, of course, with uh, Marilyn Monroe, I instantly think of her wearing this pretty white dress singing Happy Birthday to the President. Those are the quick images I immediately think of when I hear these names called. And people view these women as confident and sexy and smart and charming and wealthy. But it's very easy to say that when you only see them on TV screens and in magazines and on social media and you don't know them. So honestly, the proof is really in the pudding. And um, and when you read about Marilyn Monroe, she dealt with alcoholism, affair, and depressions. And unfortunately, her life culminated and a drug overdose and broken hearts. And she's she is an exception. Like her plight and what happened to her is an exception. I'm not saying that if you're struggling with your value or you're struggling with your worth, that Marilyn Monroe's plight will also be your plight. That's not what I'm saying. She's an exception and that was very extreme. But that is what happened. And then when you think of Madonna and her great fashion trends and all the things that she's doing, in interviews, she has uh, been said she has said that she deals with mediocrity. She deals with feeling inadequate and feeling that she's just completely uninteresting. Which I think Madonna is very interesting, um, but that's another thing. She doesn't feel that way, and I think we've all struggled with that. We all have felt like we are inadequate and we are just mediocre and. We struggle with that, but also we all struggle. So, and then there is Lady Gaga, who, when I think of her, I immediately think of confidence. I mean, you've got to be confident to wear a meat dress, but she's also been known to say that she actually feels really insecure a lot of times and that she struggles with her confidence. I applaud these women for at least saying it because a lot of times you don't hear about women, especially women in, you know, media and celebrities saying, I feel inadequate. I feel, you know, 
mediocre i struggle with confidence i'm trying to find my value and i understand it and we always look to because we always look to social media and movies and music and all these things for the recipe for finding our value and finding our confidence but that is not the answer it's not working we need to throw that recipe out and start over and because it's never going to be enough it will never be enough the more we strive to reach those goals the beauty goals that people set for us they're just unattainable and with every accomplishment we think we'll feel good and it'll be enough but then we find ourselves right back to feeling um inadequate right back to feeling lonely lonely right back to feeling like we're not loved right back to feeling like we our confidence is just down just very low like we just go right back to that so the problem is that when we're watching all of these media and all of that those are the their lies that are being fed to us and we buy into them we buy into the lie that we're not good enough and then it begins to stir discontentment within our hearts that we're just not we're not the best in the world throws these lies at us constantly it's a constant thing and they of course originate from satan and in john 8 for john 8 44 it says this about satan it says he was a murderer from the beginning he has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he is cons it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when we're feeling discouraged, when we're feeling insecure, when we're feeling like our we have no value, when we're feeling all that, it's because we have bought into those lies. We've bought into the lies. And they disguise themselves as our own thoughts. And we start believing the lies. And we they then become patterns of our thinking so that we don't even realize that it was a lie in the first place. And to crush those lies, the answer is found in the Word. I'm going to read it to you. It's in John 8, 32. It says, if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lies. So... Satan knows the truth. He knows it. And he knows that the key to our freedom and our the key to um, getting us out of bondage from his lies is knowing the truth. Knowing uh, that God loves us. Knowing that. And so that's why he keeps it from us. And then we continue believing in that. And we need to start believing it. And not just hearing it but believing it and if that means that you need to stand in the mirror and say those affirmations saying the things that God says about you while you look at yourself in the mirror until it digs deep digs deep into your heart and into your soul then honey that's what you have to do you have to do it but Okay, that was a very long, um, you got to do it, but that is a long introduction. So I'm going to get into the keys. So the first key um, to confidence is to trust in God. 
And so trust is important in any relationship, but it is important with God because it determines where your com where your source of confidence lies. And we need to be putting our confidence in the right things, not into the media into these you know different celebrities and all these mute movies those those are not real those sometimes are they're not attainable we cannot put our confidence in that but in numbers 2319 it says god is not a man so he does not lie he is not human so he does not change his mind he has never spoken and failed to act he he has he ever promised and not carried it through? So that tells you right there, like you can put confidence in him because he's not hes not going to be out here telling these lies like other people do. He, he, he won't be lying. And then John 14, 6 says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So once again, he's telling you that he's not a liar. What he said to you the first time still stands forever. He's not lying when he says it to you. We have every reason to trust in him and to believe in him. Um, so, and if you're struggling with trusting in him, I really want to encourage you to just really examine your heart and ask God to reveal to you the areas where you are not putting your full trust and your full confidence in him. He will reveal those things to you. It says if you ask, seek and ask, he'll answer. And I believe that he will. And so examine your heart and ask him to reveal those things to you. And then find solutions to help you trust. You can do this. He's not lying. He doesn't lie to you. And so the second Number two, the second key is to live for an audience of one. This is difficult, I must say. This is hard. Like, I even struggle with this because I think it's human nature to want people to like you. You just want to be liked. You want to be accepted. You want to be approved. You want that. But the problem, and it's not bad. It's not a bad thing to want that. But the problem comes when we look at those people to fill the spaces in us that only God can fill. Those people around us, they don't know our hearts. They don't know what we're going through. They don't know what we're dealing with. And when we're sitting here trying to, you know, appease all these people all the time, just doing this and doing that and doing this, trying to please them, we're now on a roller coaster of emotions. We're up one day, we're down one day, we're level one day. We're just all over the place and that's because they don't feel the gaps in us. They cannot feel the gaps in us. And people are fickle. Just think about how celebrities do something and their fans instantly cancel. You're canceled, cancel, cancel, cancel. But just yesterday, they were saying, singing their praises about how much they loved this person. They just loved them so much. And then they do, they say one thing wrong and it's like, I canceling you. I'm not your fan anymore. Why did you say that? Why did you do that? Because people are fickle and God does not do that to us. If he loved us yesterday, he will love us today and tomorrow. Nothing we do will ever change 
how he loves us. Nothing, nothing. He adopted us as his children and he he is our father and there's nothing that we can do to change how um to change that we can't change that but in the bible there is a woman named mary magdalene who was a prostitute and she was possessed by um seven demons she was a literal outcast of her community and so jesus saw her he cast out the demons and became her friend and because of this, and because of the love that he showed her, Mary was there when he was crucified. He also was, she also was there when he um, rose from the dead. So Christ literally appeared to her first. He chose to appear to her first. She banged everything on him because of how he cared for her, that she decided to only appease the party of one to appease God and please him in everything that she did and he chose to see her first more than anybody and God loves us just like he loved her like I was saying today yesterday today and tomorrow he loves you the same and in Galatians 6 Galatians 6 and 4 it says Pay careful attention, pay, sorry, <laughs> pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Basically, only worry about what you're doing and what you're doing for God. You don't need to even be broadcasting it out. You're going to get that job well done, and it may not come from your friends, but it it doesn't matter doesn't really matter what it needs to do is it needs to come from him that's who you really should be caring that it comes from and then in galatians chapter 1 verse 10 it says obviously i'm not trying to win the approval of people but of god if pleasing people were my goal i would not be christ's servant and that's the truth that is our ultimate goal is to please God in everything and in every area of our lives. Pleasing the party of one. Serving the party of one. So the next key is to believe what God says about you. You got to believe what God says about you. And this is a journey. This is a journey every single day. We have to wake up and make that decision to believe what he says, to cancel out all the noise around us of the media and the movies and what people say and, you know, all that. We've got to cancel it out and believe what God says because true confidence is born, nurtured, and cultivate it with a relationship with Christ. And the more we know and experience God's love, the more we can trust him. The more we trust him, the more we're only going to want to please him. And the more we please him, the less we then compare ourselves, which then builds up our confidence. Because when you're comparing yourself to everyone else, you're not thinking about confidence. That tears you down. That tears you down. 
So, and we're in, we're craving attention, we're craving affection, we're craving adoration, but we have to remember what God says and we have to put our faith in Jesus and know that we belong to him. We have that love. We don't need to be out here, you know, seeking boyfriends for it, seeking all these things for it. You're not going to find it. It's going to be a rabbit hole. We're going to come right back to where we are of feeling like crap okay of just not feeling good of still feeling inadequate at the end of the day you get to a dead end so then you you're back to where you started so um yeah so just remember that so the keys are to number one trust in god number two live in the audience of one pleasing god that's that's the one and then number three is to just believe what God says about you. And like I said, if that means you have to look in the mirror and say to yourself, hey, you know, God says that he loves you. God says that you're my child. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, if you have to sit there and say all those things, say those things that God says about you, that's what you have to do. Sometimes you just got to say it out loud because the things you think become... Um, the things, sorry, the things you say <laughs> frame the world around you and how you think and how you think about yourself. So that is the end. So let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for this day. Lord, I thank you um, that we were able to gather and have the Bible study on knowing who you are, Lord. Kind of help us to make that daily decision to have confidence in you. Help us to um, trust in you. Help us to be able to serve just you and appease just you and live with that confidence that you have given us and that it says in the word that you've loved us. In Jesus' name, amen. And so I'll see you guys next time for part three, which we'll be talking about shame to radiance. Okay, so see you guys next time.